kid, everybody be icy. Million dollar posse, always there to watch me. Y'all know what I wrestle with. I used to be reckless. Now I'm trying to tell y'all what the message is. Definite. Things are getting strange. Welcome, true believers, to Wrestle with Hope. It's a wrestling podcast with a Saturday morning sentiment and Sunday morning values. I'm your host, Wayne Cordova. My wrestling fandom covers the birth of Hulkamania, past the Monday Night Wars, and all the way to this modern era. With every episode, we talk about what's happening in wrestling this week. We talk about what's happening in wrestling history. And then we give the go-home signal with a Wrestle with Hope word for the week and along the way you'll catch a glimpse of what my wrestling past was like and why I still watch now this week we've got a very special treat this is a special edition of wrestle with hope it's called wwh in this corner you know when we do in this corner that means we've got a special guest live ready to do a, a, an interview so we could get to know them a little bit more and see what where their wrestling fandom has come from and, and what's brought them here to this time right now. And guys, I am so excited to introduce to you uh, someone who you are already familiar with because from the very beginning of Wrestle With Hope, he gave us permission to let us use one of his own songs as our theme song, number one contender. You hear it at the start of every single podcast, especially right now. Folks, I want to talk to you about wrestling personality, about hip-hop artist about world-renowned, listen, world-renowned personality. If you don't know him from Wrestling Flow, you know him from NXT, you know him from WWE on YouTube, you know him worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, Josiah Williams. What's up, Josiah? Man, that was a an intro that I don't even know if I deserve. That was awesome. <laughs> we'll we'll record. On, we'll put it on a loop for you everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> <That'll> be- <laughs> no. man i'm doing all right how about you doing good you know we kind of uh, we we moved our studios for this specific episode normally i do my uh, my wrestle with hope podcast in my office and i do it at home like a little office i have at home create a nice little studio and all this but now we're doing homeschool at home we're doing uh therapies <laughs> at home for you know for my little girl uh, we're all working there and all this kind of stuff and so it's kind of funny i actually went to work work so that I could be in a quiet studio, which is like the oh, oddest man, thing. Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I came in here, and I packed up all my stuff, and all my gear for the podcast fits in a Money in the Bank briefcase. And so yeah. I, I pull in today. In. That's what I was doing. I pull it in, and I'm wondering if people are thinking I'm going to cash in on somebody, and uh, I'm going <laughs> to pop in and do that. But, uh, it, no, it's been fantastic. It's just, you know, it, one of these things is like uh, I have a pastor friend of mine that's calling this time that we're in right now. He calls it the great pause. And it's been really neat just to really kind of know that, okay, you know, we've, we're all inside now. We're at home. We're, you know, we're, we're taking care of ourselves and other people. And it's a time to pause and reflect and think about stuff. And so that's what that's been. It's, and, and for us, one of the things that I've been hearing from folks is, hey, you know, can't wait for the next episode of Wrestle With Hope to come out because, you know, man, I need some encouragement and I need my wrestling fix. And, you know, I, we need to, you know, let's let's kind of bring all that stuff together. And, man, I can't think of a better interview to do during this time uh, than with you, man, to bring you in. Because I got so many questions. I got so many questions. <laughs> and I'm just so excited uh, to, to have you here. So let's just start off, just kind of tell everybody a little bit. I always start the podcast off with telling everybody that my wrestling fandom comes from the, the birth of Hulkamania, past the Monday Night Wars, and into the modern era. era. So, what about you? When when did wrestling fandom start for you? Um, my earliest memories of wrestling date back to date back. It's not that far back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember going over to my cousin's house, and you know, this is around like Christmas times or Thanksgiving, those types of holidays, and they had video games. We didn't have video games growing up until I was in like middle school, um, and on the Nintendo 64, or I think it was Nintendo 64, they had a wrestling game. And I remember, oh, yeah. and yeah, I don't, I can't remember which one it was, but I would always pick Kane. I knew that for a fact, <laughs> like that was just my go-to guy. Um, at that time, I wasn't even watching it. I knew what it was. I knew who the people were. Um, you know, it's one of those things where like, you know about a Disney movie, but you don't, you ain't seen it yet. Right. It was one of those types of things, right? I started actually watching it um, like 
post Attitude Era. So I kind of came yeah. in with John Cena, Rey Mysterio, Batista, like that whole class of right after The Rock and Stone Cold and everybody. Ruthless uh, aggression. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. Um, and that was for me, you know, like middle school time, kind of going to the lunch table and talking about what happened on Raw and SmackDown. Um, and I don't know, that that was a time for me where it, it made sense. Like I, I'm watching it and it wasn't one of those things where my mom's like, I don't know if you're going to grow up to be a, an actual degenerate or not. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> she eventually got to the point where she she realized like, okay, there's this kid who, you know, he he likes this stuff, but he's not going to school spirit people. Like he's he's gonna be all right. Um, it took a lot of trust, but that was it for me. And and a big part of it was, you know, not just the wrestling in the ring, but the the entrance, the music, the pyro, the lighting, the crowd pop. It, it was more so like the the reactions and the theatrics that went along with what was actually going on in the ring, and that's what caught me in the beginning. You know, it's funny, that particular era for me was my um, my return into watching wrestling like on on a regular basis, because when when I was when I was in college, it was the height of the attitude era. And, you know, all yeah. of that was going on when I was in college. And so for me, it's kind of funny, but my viewing then was sporadic. I kind of watched in and out because I didn't have a TV in my dorm room. I had it in the lobby, you know? And so unless the whole oh, yeah. dorm wanted to watch wrestling, I wasn't watching wrestling. And, <laughs> and so I'd catch it like, you know, here and there and, and everything. And then, you know, I started just kind of coming back right on a regular basis with, you know, with right there in that time, that, that ruthless aggression, you know, era of things. And so I could definitely, but by the way, hearing you say that that was middle school for you kind of breaks my heart a little bit because, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> but that's a cool time though, to be, to, to start out. And, and I get the whole idea of the video game being that gateway, you know, into wrestling because it's the characters are larger than life. And, you yeah. know, of course you're going to pick the most, you know, um, character of all characters, which is Kane, you know, to, to fight. <laughs> I th that may have been no mercy. That may have been the no mercy game. I think so. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, dig, dig, diggity, dig, diggity <laughs> dog. I remember that. <laughs> that just looped every time you played the game. I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's, that's and, and that's the thing that's like so going back to the music of that what came first for you though was it was it wrestling or music as far as where what you were like really into music for sure yeah. um my family is a is a music family so you know going back to at least from what i actually know my grandfather was a part of a, a doo-wop group called the orlandos oh, wow. um and that was around the time where, you know, they're producing like vinyl albums. Yeah. Um, my uncle in the 90s was a backup singer for a bunch of people like, you know, Babyface and, and all these R&B stars. Oh my, um, my mom, my dad, like we were we were always a music family. And I didn't really even know that. I just assumed that everybody's family was a music family. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're young. You just think everybody does what they do. Yeah. Um, I... I loved listening to music. I loved writing lyrics. My first um, love letter that I actually do have in a journal was to a, a girl in kindergarten. Uh -oh. um, I wrote her the lyrics of uh, um, God must have spent a little more time on you by NSYNC. True story. <laughs> I have the journal in my closet. <laughs> like Music has always had an impression on me. Um, and like I said, that kind of that tied into when I got into wrestling, you know, the music tells the story of the, of the personality of the superstar before they even begin the match. Yeah. Like that's what they, that's what lets you know who is getting ready to grace your screen or, you know, in the ring. So that was a huge part of it for me. I, I could relate to not only the, the promo aspect and, and the visuals, but through the music, I was able to connect to the superstar. And, and the, the, the cool thing about that is in all my listening. So, you know, I go to, I go to your, uh, your YouTube page often and the, the music that you put out is so, I want to say eclectic because it's not just, <laughs> you know, it's not just, um, 
you know, because somebody might be, oh, well, I'm not in, I'm not into rap, you know, which is a ridiculous thing to say in 2020. But like, <laughs> you know, but it is one of those things where it's like, it's, it, there's so many influences in your style and everything that you put out. And I, and I hear it and, and, and it's just, it's amazing when you got into, um, wrestling flow and we'll talk about that in a second and, and you started applying your style to what's already out there when it comes to the music entrances it hit like it hit such a such a huge punch and so for me I, I see that that's totally a you hear the person you hear about who that person is before they even walk out from the curtain because of their music um, my first introduction to you though as far as being a music artist was bef- way before you were in WWE and NXT or anything like that. We we've got a mutual friend, uh, and her name is Izzy Mania, right? And so, of course, I- and yes. so Izzy, uh, a lot of folks will know Izzy from you know the front row of NXT, from you know being a part of all these you know, different kind of. I think anytime you see now a promo uh, package uh, from somebody that came from NXT, she is in that promo package in some way yeah. because she's a fixture there. <laughs> And her family, I've known them for a super long time, and I got a text from Izzy's mom. And at the time, we lived in the same town, and she said, I have a CD for you that you are going to love. And I go, yeah? And she goes, yes, you're going to love it, and you need to come and, and, and pick it up. And so I actually drove to her work and picked it up, and she handed me a it – was, it was in a package, and it was the oh, yeah. album The True Gold. And – it was, she's like, listen, you're going to love it. And first off, listen to this. This is Izzy's theme song. And I heard Izzy's theme song. And that, you did that. And it was, it, it, it captured Izzy and who she is to a T. The heart that she's got for wrestling and all that she wants to put into it. And so when you put that together, she immediately said, this is the guy that did Izzy's theme song. And then I grabbed the CD. And the first thing I did, let me just tell you, I grabbed the CD. I got into my car. I took it out and I opened it. And I put it into the CD player in my car, which had not been used in like five or six years. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, my car finally woke up and it said, I have a CD player. And I popped it in and, <laughs> and I stayed in the car until I finished the entire album. Wow. It was incredible. Man. So Thank you. if you have if you're not familiar with it, it's it, it's a mix of um, of of, of gospel centric, you know, Christian hip hop wrestling fandom rolled into one. And I'm not going to do it any kind of justice. You need to tell me man, why. Why blend those three things together? <laughs> man. Wow. Um, OK, so I'm going to do a very roundabout way of answering this question because I want to start with like a bunch of different things that you just said. <laughs> um, and I'm going to I'm going to make this point. This is my challenge for this for this interview. I'm going to make this point <laughs> like it'll get there, I swear. Um, all right. So you talked about the the kind of eclectic style of, you know, my music and that that started with you know, things that I would listen to from my mom of like, she, she listened to Michael Jackson and, and Eric Benet and Tony Braxton and all these R&B artists and, and gospel music and jazz music. And on my end, when I started getting into music, like I said, it was, it was boy bands. It was Backstreet Boys. It was yeah. NSYNC. Um, I didn't fall in love with hip hop until I was like nine or 10 or something like that. So all of those things um, kind of play into the eclectic style of music. Um, you know, I started actually producing my own music in 2010, which is when I started college. And that just came from, you know, having a a laptop and trying to do some fun stuff. Um, I switched over from hip hop to Christian hip hop in 2014. In between my Christian hip hop projects, I would always try to do something fun and something different and something that was just like creative. Um, not saying that the other things weren't creative. It was just like, I want to challenge myself and try to do something. So I, I, the first one I did was like a, uh, a theme song for the company Louisville Slugger, uh, a baseball company that oh, you yeah. know, produces whatever. Um, they had just opened a new facility training facility and actual fields for like um competitions so we just 
celebrated the grand opening with like a theme song for their company. Um, I did a couple of those things. And then somewhere around the, I don't remember if it was before or after, I want to say it was after, um, one of my creative projects was coming up with a theme song for somebody. I'm like, let me just try something and see how this works. Um, and that was Izzy's theme song. Uh, I, you know, when you're, when you're trying to showcase your work and your, and challenge yourself, you know, everybody else is just like, let me find the greatest opportunity. Let me, let me try to, you know, contact Beyonce and see if she'll put me on a song. <laughs> like people, people just try to make it about themselves. And for me, I mean, yes, of course you, you want to advance your career. You want to do different things, but I want it to be natural. I want it to be genuine. I want it to be real. So me working with Izzy, you know, she was already on the album. She was somebody who I, you know, even at the age of, I don't remember what she was at that time, you know, eight something, I don't know. Um, she was somebody who I actually looked up to and admired because yeah. here you are as this kid who's so, who's more dedicated than actual adults, <laughs> right, to oh, their yeah. craft. Um, so all that to say, you know, when I'm combining, I think this is the question that I'm actually answering. When I'm combining and blending uh, wrestling and, and hip hop, is, am, am I correct? Is that the actual question oh, that I'm answering? Yeah. <laughs> like, let me make sure I'm actually making the point. Um, that's what it is. It's like you're, you're taking all these things that you're, that you're passionate about and, and you're putting it into the art that you truly care about as well. So if I'm going to be making music anyway, why not? you know, talk about hip hop and Jesus and wrestling all in one project. Um, why not try to do something that's different and, and, and showcase your work in, in the way that you want to? Why not present it in the form of an actual CD, in the form of an actual devotion that people can either read or download that, you know, you're getting the music, you're having fun, but you're also learning about Christ at the same time. <laughs> like, who's going to, Who's going to stop me from doing that? Nobody. Let's just have fun with it. And, and let's make a genuine change with the music that you're presenting. I hope that in the midst of this challenge, I actually set out to do what I was going to you do. You did, man. We'll find out when I listen to it. No, you did. And, and, and that's the thing where it's like, you know, here I am. The reason why I listened to this whole thing in one sitting, it's like, it was like one of those things where it, you know, it, it, in the old days where we used to pull out vinyl records and, you know, and sit down <laughs> and listen to them start to finish. This thing had a flow. This thing had a beginning, had a middle and it had an end. And I, I sat there and I'm and I'm listening to it. And you got songs like, you know, what we use as our theme song at the front is, you know, number one contender. And you literally have this this song that first off starts off with you know justin roberts you know introducing you know yeah. the, the, the whole album coming into the ring basically you know but then you you have this this truth where it's like it's it's biblical truth it's god's truth mixed in with hey and what i know right now and what i'm passionate about is wrestling and music and it all comes together and, and it's incredible. And then in this entire album that you package together with like you know devotionals and readings and all that kind of stuff. It was so cool to just, you know, see it and experience it. It actually helped me when it came to making the decision to put together wrestle with hope as a podcast, because I'm, I was thinking to myself, I said, you know, I want to do, I, I want to do a, rest, a wrestling podcast, but I don't want to do a wrestling podcast like every other wrestling podcast that's out there. And so, well, what do I love? Well, I, I love wrestling. I love what's going on now, but I also love what happened in the past. And I love bringing that back up and going, hey, this week in wrestling, by the way, we had this. And to be able to present that and share that. And then at the end, I'm a, I'm a pastor. So I want to wrap this up with something that brings it all together in a relevant way. And after listening to that, podcast, to, to that album, I was like, you know, this, there's something here. There's something to this. And you've got a way of blending things together. Because I, I want to talk to you about wrestle and flow. Because this was... This was insane, man. I, I, I can't believe I have probably sent the undisputed Wrestle and Flow video <laughs> to every single person I know that, that loves oh, wrestling. And, it, and, and so what, what came out of that? And tell everybody else what it is. What, you know, what's Wrestle and Flow and, and why did you decide to do that? 
Um, so Wrestling Flow is a hip hop wrestling um, YouTube music video series. Um, I did it after creating the True Gold. Um, I started, you know, so that album, like Wayne said, has a lot of uh, wrestling references and, and quotes, phrases. Um, and it was the beginning of me kind of playing with this thing of tying together my world of hip hop and wrestling. It was also, I have to give credit to a Christian rapper, two Christian rappers. Um, <laughs> they, they labeled themselves as magic and bird for this, but Andy Minio and words played yes. did the, you know, a very similar project, but it was for basketball. And I'm like, man, I think I can do something like this with wrestling. Um, I'm, you know, and that was a big help with that. So shout out to them, of course. Um, so after creating the album, I'm like, okay, I need to do something else because I can't, I'm not one of those types of people who I can just go into a studio and knock out 37 songs. I've never been able to do that. Um, the, the songs that you hear on the album is it. <laughs> like <laughs> there may have been, there may have been one song that I didn't use, but other than that, it's like, look, I, I put, I, I spend my money on what I can, what I can do. Um, so wrestling flow came about right after that. Um, I was just kind of playing with songs and, and seeing what would work. In the beginning, it was going to be like a mixtape style. I was going to drop like seven at a time, you know, within however long of a time span. My initial idea was to do AJ Styles, The Usos, Carmella, Undisputed Era, and somebody else. I don't even remember who it was at this point, but. It didn't really work like that. I recorded the AJ Styles one first, and to this day, no one has heard it because I didn't really, I didn't like it that much. Oh, man. Um, so I started over, and that's when the Undisputed Era and the um, G.O.D., uh, Tamatanga, the whole Destiny, I was like, I needed to do something different because I wanted to present both with, you know, WWE and then something else that yeah. wasn't familiar with WWE, so... I dropped both of those at the same time, I think. Um, so Undisputed Era, you know, I put, I would always drop those at 11 Central. Um, that was just my thing. I don't know why, <laughs> that was just my thing. Um, within a few, and keep in mind, you know, this is the first one. I've never done anything like this. I have no idea what reaction this is going to get. I'm just putting music on the, on the YouTube for on fun. YouTube. Um, <laughs> Within a, within a few minutes, you know, Roderick Strong saw it and I'm freaking out. I'm at work. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, he saw it. Then Adam Cole sees it right after that. Kyle O'Reilly saw it. Bobby Fish saw it later that day. It took off almost like it was a scene from a movie. Um, it just, it happened out of nowhere. I thought no one would ever see these things and I'd get like, you know, three views on it within a year. <laughs> like by the end of the day, it was all over the place. Um, and it was so cool, you know, not from a stance of being like, you know, trending or recognized or whatever, but seeing that the work that you created has done something and people have, have latched onto it. And I realized right after those two, I was like, I got to keep this going. I got to figure out how I'm going to do this and balancing out my life, um, you know, so it kept going and, and, and building, but it was one of the, my favorite times in life for sure. The, the, the funny thing was, is that the, the undisputed era, I remember specifically one of the guys, it may have been even Adam Cole because all they said was, this is cool. Or it was yeah. like one of their posts was like, you know, oh, this, this is cool. And I remember like clicking it. And that's where I was like, whoa. And I, I sent it to my brother. I sent it to you know, all these friends. And I'm going, I'm like, you got to listen to this. You got to check this out. And it, it was funny because it was after I had sent it that somebody had said, that's Josiah Williams. And I went, oh, no way. <laughs> true gold. And I'm like, yeah, true gold. And I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, that, that so that let, so we're going to have to get to, we're going to have to get to that soon. But I want to find out. That led to a few other opportunities. You 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 put out a bunch. I'm a I'm a wrestling podcast, you know, connoisseur, you know, and and so I remember Lillian Garcia um, saying, yeah. "You've got to hear Josiah," you know, and she and she's so positive, man. She's just such a oh yeah. She's a light. She's just so cool. 
And, you know, she's like, you got, you know, she's like, and, I, and Josiah's going to come. He's going to, you know, he's going to do one for us. And, and so then it wasn't short, it wasn't long after that, that now all of a sudden you're on NXT and you're working with, you know, with WWE. How did that, how did that connect? Because you weren't working in wrestling. Keep like, that's the thing. Keep in mind, like, this wasn't like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm a producer somewhere on, you know, on WWE.com. Right. <laughs> you weren't working in wrestling at the time. And then this led to you being WWE. How'd that work? So believe it or not, within, I don't remember if it was that day or the next day, but I know it was within 24 hours of me dropping the first video, the Undisputed Era video. I got a, um, a message from the guy who would eventually become my manager in WWE. Um, and he's like, hey, I love what you're doing. Um, we just want to see if you would be interested in receiving product. And at the time, they were just trying to think of like, we'll give you, you know, WWE shop shirts to wear in your videos. I'm like, that's cool. I said, great. Let's talk about it on Monday, you know, whatever day it was. Um, so we got on the phone and the conversation just, it was so great that we didn't even end up talking about WWE shop. Awesome. <laughs> like, that that idea never happened. I never received <laughs> anything from WWE. Um, but what came out of it was, hey man, this is this is really unique. And it's funny because like, you know, there are a ton of other people that have done stuff like this, you know, yeah. making wrestling related mixtapes, um, you know, mostly secular hip hop, of course, but it's, you know, people have done this all the time. Um, I think the difference on my end was, you know, I'm I'm writing the the lyrics I'm producing I'm not I'm sorry I'm not producing the song but producing the videos and and editing the videos like I'm doing most of the work on my own right um, and they're like look we've never seen anybody really do anything like this um, what are your career goals and in that moment you know of course you're, you're remaining humble throughout the whole thing and being positive but I'm like I'm going to use this opportunity at 1,062%. Right. Um, and, <laughs> you know, we just started talking about, you know, I would love to, to announce. I, at the time, was announcing for a college basketball team. Had done that for four or five years. Um, so, you know, that was in August. In October, I auditioned or, you know, did a quote-unquote audition for Monday Night Raw in Chicago. Uh, I was living in, in Illinois at the time, about a couple hours away from Chicago. So I went to Raw. I interviewed um, on the spot uh, Dolph Ziggler, Mike Kanellis, Leo Rush, I think Nia Jax, um, a bunch of people. And this was also, I think, only my second time ever attending any professional wrestling event ever. Wow. Um, so it was a lot. <laughs> You know, like a lot was happening at once. I walked into the stadium. This is All-State Arena. And uh, uh, Roman Reigns is literally just walking by. He just, you know, head nods and walks by. And I'm like, I'm really here. This is, this is insane. <laughs> um, those interviews were, they were terrible. They were garbage. They were really, really, really bad. Like, they were horrible. Um, so I walked out of that so defeated because I'm like, I'm never going to get an opportunity like this again. And I felt so down on myself. Like I, I, I just knew nothing would ever happen. And I didn't hear from them for a couple of months. Um, so I, you know, it's Christmas or New Year's and I start sending out, you know, Happy New Year's or Merry Christmas, whatever it was. And I sent one to the guy who sent me a message. Um, he's like, hey, you know. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, um, and let's connect right after the holidays. I'm like, okay. He mm -hmm. offers, yeah, <laughs> like, it's cool. Um, that eventually leads to me coming down to NXT to tour and to talk, and then you know, within a few weeks or so after that, they're like, hey, look, we would love to, to create a position and, and offer you a job. And I got that call when I'm at work. I went downstairs, I'm outside, and I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, man, it was, it was such a cool journey. I mean, from, from August to March of, of realizing that this you know, would, would happen. So my official first day at work at the Performance Center was May 6th, which is my wedding anniversary. But my first time 
working with the WWE was WrestleMania weekend. Um, So, you know, TakeOver, Hall of Fame, I think SmackDown. I don't remember. I think that SmackDown was still on Tuesdays at that point. But for sure, TakeOver, Hall of Fame, and WrestleMania, those were my first um, events working. And it was... ah, magical and what did that actually entail for you so like what what were you, were you on on air personality like on dot com or was it um yeah social media it was mostly social media um so you know there's events going on the entire week yeah. of, of wrestlemania so my wife and i flew out that either wednesday or thursday um wale mania was that thursday night and that's not a, a wwe related thing but everybody's there right um, you know, everybody's there. So I started kind of connecting with them that night. I performed for, um, it was a surprise. I just did a couple of wrestling flow tracks and then Ricochet comes out and Leo Rush comes out. I'm like, Oh man, this is cool. Um, like in the middle of the performances. So that was fun. But my actual work was, um, you know, I started, I want to say hall of fame was the first one. Um, and I got to the arena and they're like, Hey, you know, just letting you know, we're announcing tonight. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what did you say? Because we weren't expecting that. I thought it was oh, going to be announced like on my first day of, of work in May. Um, and there's a lot of people that, you know, I told my mom, I told my dad, you know, told my in-laws, all those types of people. But I had yet to tell like some of my friends <laughs> and other people. So they're just casually scrolling Instagram and on a, you know, picture of, me of wwe.com and, and wwpc and they're like wait a minute what is this is this real um so most of my work was just like you know instagram stories and and capturing content for um socials and interacting with people and of course at that time i don't know anybody so i'm walking up to drew mcintyre and i'm like hey man um i just you know i'm doing this thing for for instagram for the pc I would love if you can do this, this, and that. He's like, yeah, cool, you know, whatever. Awesome. <laughs> like, what is happening to my life right now? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the coolest one that weekend, you know, it, for Hall of Fame, they do the photo shoots um, right. where the everybody's backstage. They, they take their own pictures. Sometimes if, if Vince is around, they'll take a picture with him. They do all those types of things. And I'm just doing one of these, you know, hey, I'm backstage doing this, this, and that. Shawn Michaels just peeks his head in right here and then just walks back out. <laughs> like, and I was smart enough to turn the camera, you know, to, to show his face and then turn it back. And like, it was, it was a random unplanned moment, but those are the types of things that like, I will always stick out to me as man. Cool. So cool. Um, yeah, it was an adventure, man. So to answer your question, just doing social media stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's just, that's just cool. Now, did you actually meet, Vince McMahon that weekend or did, did you have um, to wait on that? I have yet to meet Vince McMahon. I've like, we've seen each other. There was a time where I was like, I think tying my shoe or picking up something. And I turned around and literally like we bumped, like almost hit heads. <laughs> like he was right there. Um, and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. He's like, Oh, no problem. You know, he walks by. Um, there was a time where I was going to, I want to say, it was either Survivor Series or something else. And I'm walking into the building as he's walking into the building. So, like, right. we've had a few of those moments, but I've never said, you know, hi, I'm Josiah Williams, and, you know, whatever. Gotcha. Um, but well, I've seen him a few times. So, like, I, uh, you know, in my time and going to shows and, like, appearances and seeing, you know, that kind of stuff, um, I've had, I've had a lot of, like, you know, different encounters where it was like, this is really cool. Oh, wow. This is, you know, this is way cool. But I remember meeting Bret Hart at, mm. a, at at WrestleCon. And, you know, this was, for me, Bret Hart is my favorite all-time wrestler, you know, period. And so he was my hero growing up. When I was a kid, he's who I watched, you know. And so I sat down next to him at the signing because he was, he was signing something for me. And then we took a picture. And I remember shaking his hand. And I had never been like in all these in any celebrity i've ever met ever i've never been a um somebody who get nervous in front of celebrities or anything like that i was awestruck i had goosebumps <laughs> my like i was just like so completely you know blown away 
Somebody's calling me on this. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Getting called. I was like, what's going on? Uh, um, let me exit out of that guy. There we cool. <laughs> One second. There we go. Okay. Um, that's a first. That's a wrestle with hope first. I got a phone call. That's on, awesome. During the show. moments. That could have been Bret Hart. And I hung up on him. That could have been. <laughs> could have been. Oh, man. Has there been anybody for you that when you met them for the first time, you know, that was, this was a, you know, dream come true, or this is my hero and I'm actually getting to meet with them and not, not even necessarily work with them, but was there somebody that you met that was like, you know, I'm not even going to tell them that they're my hero <laughs> or anything like that. Man, maybe you did. That's hilarious. Cause well, first of all, everybody, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like literally everyone, um, a few that stick out. I remember when I was, you know, getting my initial tour of the PC, this is the February before I started actually working. Um, and I walked in, I'm checking at the front desk. I am going to the, the room where we're supposed to have our first meeting the street prophets are having some sort of meeting with somebody else. I'm like, Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> that was cool. Uh, coming out of that meeting, we walked into the like lunch break area, like, you know, where everybody heats up the food and everything. And Shawn Michaels is sitting there just eating lunch. Um, and that was the first time where I, you know, I don't really get nervous a lot, but I felt my heart like, like, punching out of my chest I'm like oh man that's crazy um you're Shawn michaels like <laughs> right right and of course you know i'm 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 touring this is this could potentially be a, a job one day so i'm keeping my composure that's right and, you know i'm like what's up man how you doing uh, nice to meet you you know i'm, I'm being <laughs> i'm being real chill like i've been acting since the age of four this is my greatest <laughs> performance in my life you know um yeah, there are a ton of people. I and I always tell people too. Of course, you know, I've I've met, I've met The Rock, I've met Cena, you know, Triple H, Stephanie, like a lot of the 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 greatest of all time. Right. You know, I think some of the people that really, for me, you know, when I met Piper Niven for the first time, that was a oh, big deal. Man. Like, it's the people who I see as like some of my favorites and some of the up and coming. Those yes. are the ones that's like, oh wow, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, people, people like that. And, um, I think for sure seeing, uh, Adam Cole, you know, in person for the first time was great. So a lot of those people. Well, how did that, how did that work out then when, um, the story behind you rapping Adam Cole down the aisle for NXT take over 25, where, where did that oh, actually, man. where did that come from? And was that on the, on the scale of all of your experiences in, you know, NXT WWE, where did that rank for you? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's the top. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is nothing better than that for me right now. Um, initially I was actually supposed to rap just Kyle O'Reilly. Um, oh. and this would have been in London. I think it was either progress or, or another event. Um, and, I ultimately said no to that. And that was my decision. But I'm like, look, that's the same day as my anniversary. Oh, yeah. And I I can't I can't leave my wife in a new city, <laughs> like just sitting in Orlando, not knowing anybody for her first weekend on our anniversary. Like, right. I can't do it. I just can't. And Smart I felt man. so bad. Smart man. <laughs> I was uh I was really I was so like just torn up about that too because Here's my dream. I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. And I just said no to it. Um, but they're like, no, we, we get it. We understand. There will be another time. We'll figure it out. Um, so, you know, TakeOver 25 happened on a, a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, and I was going into a conference call on that Wednesday, I think. Um, we had conference calls every week, so I'm yeah. thinking this is just normal. So they're going over, hey, we're working on these things, you know, for the office for these next couple of days. We have this. Um, and then, by the way, at, at TakeOver 25, we're going to have, a, you know, a special performance. Uh, there's a, a rapper by the name of Josiah Williams who will rap Adam Cole to the ring. And they just, they're just saying it, you know. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought it was a joke. They, they actually, and I didn't realize this until after he said it. There were three cameras. There was a GoPro, another GoPro, and then, well, two uh, cell phones that were out. They were pointing 
I did not know. I was that awesome. oblivious. I'm just sitting there listening to a, a phone call and they were recording me the whole time. Um, I lost my, and especially after they, uh, after we actually hung up the phone. Oh, I don't want to scream right now because, you know, <laughs> this, but oh man, I jumped on tables. I was a kid in a candy store for real. Um, so I just found out, you know, like two or three days before it actually happened and it, it was perfect. It was, it was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced for sure. That was one of those things where, you know, again, and I, I promise at some point during this, I'm going to stop talking about how much I was a fan of yours, but like, <laughs> that was one of those things where I, I didn't know that was going to happen, you know? And so when, when that happened and I'm watching this thing live, I, I felt like that was my friend. Like I was like, how cool is that? And it was one of those <laughs> things where I was, there, there are certain things that happen in the world of wrestling where I'm like, I know that certain people are just good people. And when good things happen to good people, I get happy. That's just one of the things that, that, that happens for me. Right. And so, and I'm like, I'm watching that and, and I, and all of a sudden, and I can't hear, I can't not hear the wrestling flow version of the undisputed era's (laughs) music when I, as soon as I hear it. And so it comes on and I go, no way. And I, and there you were. And it's just like, I was just so excited. And that had to be like that's 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 winning the world championship right there that's the main event you know dude yeah thank you that was that was that was the main event that was like the greatest thing at that point you know at least wrestling wise that had happened in my career um the coolest part for me though because i'm on adrenaline i have my in-ears in so i can't even really hear the crowd right um because i turned it all the way up so that i knew i was on beat and everything but afterwards because my phone died literally because of all the the messages that were coming in. But I finally had a chance to look at some of the videos and the coolest thing to me, even above actually performing it, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Um, you know, music drops everybody, puts their hands up, they go crazy. Y'all know just what they say. The entire crowd. Everybody. I don't know how everybody knew the song, but they all went, Adam Cole, baby. That's right. Like, on the beat, they knew the song. I was like, oh, man. That made me cry a little bit. I was like, that's crazy. That is insane. So That's, that's probably a good thing you had the volume all the way up so that you could just keep on going because that was just – Yeah. And, and that's if insane. If I heard that, <laughs> I would have cried literally like on the spot. That just would have been it. Um, you know, and, and that's just – you know, honestly, I think that, you know, you've mentioned, you know, several times, you know, when it comes to your faith and – you know, your, your faith in God and put in, and, and especially when it comes to making these right choices and, and, and being the person you are, man, I always believe that, you know, God truly does bless, you know, in, in ways that we couldn't ever hope, dream, or imagine, you know? And I think that's one of those things was that was a blessing and that's not going to, that, that's not the last blessing. And that's not, if you think that was the, the top thing, God's saying right now, he's like, man, you don't even know what's coming next because, <laughs> because I got something that's bigger, you know, in mind, but tell me a little bit about your faith journey. We're going to, you know, kind of wrap things up pretty soon, but tell me about your faith journey and, um, you know, wh- when did that start? Um, so my mom is from, she's really from Pittsburgh. She moved to Milwaukee where I'm from, uh, to be a youth pastor. So all my life, I, you know, it's been surrounding me. Um, from in the house to going to church, um, community events. Like I've always just been at the center of faith, literally. Um, I always like to tell people though, you know, when you're born into something that's what you just automatically gravitate toward, at least for most people. Um, I think for me, it started to become personal in college. Um, because as a kid, you're like, Oh, we're going to church. This is what we do. That's right. Or, or you get to the point where it's like, oh, we're going to church again. Like, I'm sick of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I think for me, that, that's when it really became personal. Of Like, I started to realize kind of the weight of, of my actions. I started to realize the, the purpose and the plan that God had, at least for me in my, in my life at that time. Um, you know, you start to really open your eyes and see this is more than just a, an action that you do on Sunday. This is more than praying for, you know, the chicken and vegetables on your plate. This is more than, (laughs) (laughs) this is more than that. Um, 
And I think that's when I kind of rededicated myself to um, not just the, the quote unquote faith, but being a follower of Christ at that time. Right. Um, so I, I felt kind of convicted. I'm like, all right. So I've taken that step. You know, they always ask, what's next? What are you doing now? And I felt that I needed to represent that in my daily and creative work. Um, it wasn't good enough for me to just make hip hop music. Let's make Christian hip hop music. When I'm speaking in front of people, let them know who I am, let them know what this is really about. Um, and that's been the biggest thing. I feel like switching to that and relying on God in the midst of all of my work has allowed me to grow tremendously. Um, so my faith is huge. My faith is number one. It's at the center. Man, that's that's awesome. I, I want to talk to you about um, your your day to day, you know, relationship with God and how that plays out in, in the wrestling world and 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 all that. But before we do, I just wanted to kind of let everybody know about Ability Tree Florida. If you like what you're hearing on Wrestle and Flow, um, Wrestle and Flow. No, if you like what you're hearing on Wrestle with Hope. That's hilarious. If you like what you're hearing on Wrestle With Hope, I want to encourage you to support Ability Tree Florida. It's a nonprofit organization that comes alongside overwhelmed families of children with special needs and provides rest, recreation, education, support, and training. Currently in the midst of putting the final touches on our rest and recreation center that's meant specifically to help out children with disabilities have some recreation, be able to take art classes, be able to um, participate and other fun activities like after-school programs and parents' night out programs and our parents' support groups are going to be launching soon. You could support that by going to donorbox.org slash wrestlewithhope and you can uh, support whether it's a one-time or monthly uh, a, a gift to to Wrestle With uh, Hope over to Ability Tree Florida. I want to encourage you to do that. You can find out more information about Ability Tree Florida at abilitytreeflorida.org and we thank you so much for your support. You know, it's it, it, it's it's what we do, you know, here on a, on this day to day basis, you know, Josiah through Ability Tree, that really kind of brings, you know, just just so many blessings that you can't even just count, you can't even like quantify them, you know. But it's a it's an everyday thing, and and every day is a challenge, especially in like times like this. Um, what 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 about you when it comes to being? I mean, obviously, you're an outspoken Christian. Um, you know, you live out your faith on a regular basis. I mean, like that's you know, that's the, the heartbeat of what you do and especially what you did before you even got to WWE and NXT. How, how did you, how would you say that your faith was affected, you know, in the day to day? How does, how does that work for you uh, in the wrestling world? How did you plan on keeping your faith when you're, uh, when you're working day to day, when you're traveling, when, when, when you're all over, how do you keep your focus on God? It's funny because I, you know, when I came into the world of professional wrestling and specifically WWE, I was telling like my mom and everybody, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'll be like the only dude that <laughs> goes to church <laughs> in all these situations. And that's hilarious for me to even assume that because that was not the case. Of course, it's not everyone, but there were so many people um, and there's such a good group of, of people at WWE who even without me actually introducing it, maybe they're, they're coming to me or approaching me, or I just happen to be a part of a conversation. But uh, there are a ton of people who were either exploring church, um, who were devoted, who were Christian. Um, there are a ton of people who had like devotionals of their own um, and small groups. And um, I was walking into an environment, a, a secular environment with so many other people who were already there doing good work. Yeah. Um, Drake Wirtz is a great example of, of somebody who you've spoken to in the past, um, but is is unashamed, is bold, who lives his life as a um, as a member of this wrestling community, but is still who he is on the inside. Um, EJ Nduka, who's a, a younger guy at, at NXT, um, another person who who lives that boldly, the heartbreak kid. Shawn Michaels, WWE Hall of Famer, is another one of those people. The list, I mean, is 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 there. It's not the the biggest list in the world, but it helps. Um, I'm obviously somebody who believes in the power of prayer and the, believes in the communication of God is listening and God is there. There was a a time where I opened up NXT after Survivor Series um, with uh, an original 
song or, yeah. you know, just a celebration of it, NXT winning. Um, the very short story of that is that I couldn't remember the lyrics because we just wrote the song the day before and I felt so bad and I was really down on myself and there was a lot of uh, tears and frustration and anger. And in the midst of that time, you know, I figured out what I was going to do. We had a plan. And right before Road Dog comes out, along with Shawn Michaels and somebody else, they just put their hands on my shoulder and they just start praying. Um, and it was it was the the confidence and the help that I needed to really go out there. And I, I you know, I wish things would have gone a little bit differently. But that's a moment that that shows me in the midst of these things, God is there with you. Um, and it's those moments, you know, you talked about earlier, like you can be making the greatest choices. You can be doing what you can do, but it doesn't always go in your way. Right. right? Um, but even in the midst of that, even, even when you aren't making good choices, which there, there are times of that too. I'm not perfect. Um, but even in the midst of, of all those things, God is still there with you. That's a day to day thing. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, of hope and faith in the midst of world wrestling entertainment and the world of professional uh, wrestling as a whole. And, and, and what would you say to somebody um, who, one second, there you go. What would you say to somebody uh, who's seeking right now? You know, maybe they're, or maybe they're getting started on their faith journey and they're, you know, quote, wrestling with hope right now. What, what would you tell somebody? What's the biggest encouragement you could give someone when it comes to their faith? <laughs> my uh <laughs> my wife is a fan of a of a, a shop here called kelly's ice cream yeah and uh when you go into kelly's ice cream you can sample and taste different ice creams before you do that how i feel like that's appropriate do the exact same thing if you're if you know i feel like i should be in this world of christianity if i feel like something is calling me to, to follow God and follow Christ. Good. I won't tell you, and this is 100% true. I will never tell you to like come to my church, to listen to my music, to read these specific things. I can't do that. I feel like that's selfish. That's promoting what I do and promoting myself. Right. But I do believe it's important to find the community that best fits you. Um, Try going to this church, going to that church. Try looking up churches that, you know, cater to the community that you want to be a part of. Um, you know, here are some different groups and resources. Here are a bunch of different apps that you can try to do. Um, taste, test, what, whatever that means to you. And, and, and realize that there's so much out there, so much out there to help you along the way. Um, if you can do it for ice cream, you can do it for Jesus. Point blank period. I love that, man. I, that, that, and by the way, I've been to that ice cream shop. You know, they Kelly's is, is incredible, and so yes, sir, it's so good, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that whole area uh, where where NXT is and the performance center is. My daughter Emily, she goes to a camp there every summer. Uh, okay, and uh, there's a there's a school for children with special needs that's there. And every summer, she goes in the month of June for some um, for physical therapy camp, basically, and we have to relocate, you know, basically there for one month. And so we're in that entire area. And I know that like the back of my hand, you know, just that all the good spots to eat and all of the, the good food and the good places to, to go to. And every time I go, of course, um, I catch NXT and, you know, they're at full sale and it's, it's an experience like no other. Um, yeah. But, you know, but like, yeah, but I love, I love that. So as soon as you said Kelly's, I'm like, I got to drive to Orlando now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, uh, you know, we wrap up, you know, with with this, you know, with this time of, um, you know, here we are in the middle of, uh, you know, everybody calls it quarantine, but we're not really it's like, you know, self-isolation. We're put away. And it, it's a it's a tough time. It's a tough time for a, for a lot of folks. And it's you know, it, it's one of those things where, we, you know, we've had a ton of news come out, you know, in the wrestling world. And so without I don't want to dive into all of those particulars, but what I'd rather focus on is on you, Josiah, what, what's next for you? What do you, I, 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 besides waiting out the end of COVID-19 or something, <laughs> you know, but what's, uh, you know, what, what's next for you? What are you working on next or, or what's on the horizon? If you know. Um, so I'll answer this in two, two parts. Uh, on the music side, I have my next Christian album is finished. 
Um, I have a project of original Wrestle & Flow tracks that is finished. I have a project with Lillian Garcia that we've been working on for a while that's almost finished. I think the work is done, but we want to just get some visuals and fun stuff. Yet. So music side, all good. The other side that you kind of you know hinted at a little bit, obviously we're in a world of um, uncertainty with the you know the releases and the furloughs and uh, this national not even national international yeah um, pandemic and there's a lot going on and obviously I would hope that I'm able to return to my full time job at the WWE Performance Center that would be fantastic um, and if not I think that I'm prepared for whatever is next. Um, I don't, there is no guarantee, there is no certainty that I will be doing what I was once doing. Um, but I'm clinging on to, I'm clinging on to God in the midst of it and saying, look, if you would love for me to return to NXT, I ain't complaining, bro. I will not be upset about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, if that's, if that's not in your plan right now, um, I will accept that and right. I will figure out what I need to do. And I know that you'll help me figure that out along the way. Um, so the music side is definite. Those are the three things that at some point, you know, in the future, this year specifically will happen. Um, the, the other side of it, we'll see. I'm not stressing out about it. I'm going to sit here and play 2K and eat gummy worms and continue to work and be creative and talk to cool people like you until we get an answer. <laughs> That's good. Man, made me feel good. I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> Josiah Williams said, I'm cool. Uh, so we wrap up our, uh, first off, thanks so much for joining us. This is, you know, you've been so generous and, you know, we're, we're so thankful. And so we wrap up every interview with what I call the three count. Okay. And so the, the three, count. The three okay. count, it's three fast answer questions and it's just, it's rapid fire. There's no follow-up questions or, or nothing like that. It's just, I lay it out there and then, and you answer and it's one, two, three, and we ring the bell. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready for the three count? <laughs> I'm ready for the three count. All right, here we go. First one. Number one, your favorite match. Oh, uh, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn, take over Chicago. Oh. Yes. Okay. No more follow-ups. That was just, yes. I raised my hand in amen. Number three, yes. <laughs> number two, your favorite Bible verse or quote? Uh, Colossians chapter three, verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father God through him. Boom. That's awesome. Number three, name someone that inspires you to grow in your faith. Um, um, I'm trying to decide between two. I'll just say them both. Um, my wife, number one, Brianna Williams, number two, Titus O'Neill. Um, and I have to give a follow-up to that because Titus, I, uh, you know, he's somebody who, if you follow him on, on Instagram or, yeah. or Twitter, you see his faith, but reading his book, there's no such thing as a bad kid. Um, if you haven't, please Please do it. I know we're in, in, in 2020 and people are like, man, I ain't trying to read. No, bro. Read the book. It's so good. It's so, 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 so good. And it's an easy read. I read it in 24 hours. Um, it's such a good story. And his faith is literally the center of the book. Um, I had to you know, send him a message and talk to him after that and say, man, this has inspired me to do so much. Um, so Titus O'Neill definitely gets a lot of, of credit for for my for my passion right now and my my work ethic that's awesome man that's such a that's such a good word and and it's cool because you know titus o'neill is cool and uh you know you don't you don't hear a lot you know uh, of well if you're in the tampa bay area you hear a lot you know whatever but like you're from florida <laughs> you hear a lot but you don't really get to hear a lot and, and and he is one of those people in wrestling that truly does amazing things with his fame, you know, and also, yeah. you know, just the, with the heart that he's got and he just, he's so influential and, uh, and he deserves, he's one of those guys just, he deserves good things. It's just really awesome. Yeah. 
So, uh, Josiah Williams, man, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as we wrap up, let us know how we can connect with you online and just let us know, uh, you know, how else we could support you, especially, you know, in, in, in this time. Man, first of all, thank you to Wayne and to Wrestle With Hope for, for the, the platform. Um, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for inviting me to, to, to hang out for a little bit. Um, you can follow me on all social platforms at J Dean Williams, D as in dog, um, uh, J Dean Williams. Um, you can listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, YouTube, title. Um, uh, it's under Josiah Williams or under Wrestle and Flow, two different styles, um, but great stuff regardless if you want to check those out. Um, and then my website, also jdeanwilliams.com, you know, music about me. You can submit prayer requests. You can, you know, whatever. Just check out the website. And just thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Josiah Williams, thank you so much for joining us here on Wrestle With Hope. Thanks so much. I hope you drop us a line if you enjoyed what you heard. Support Ability Tree Florida if you've enjoyed this podcast. Donorbox.org slash wrestle with hope. You want to shop for some t-shirts, check out the www.shopzone.com. And a big thank you to Josiah Williams for his song, Number One Contender, as our theme song. You can follow him at Williams at Wrestle and Flow. Both accounts bring you to him. Follow him on social media. Big thank you, by the way, to Greg Gosselin for the artwork in our logo. You can at Greg Gosselin on Instagram and check out more of his incredible art. This is Wayne Cordova signing off. And remember, if God is for you, who can dare stand against you? So long from the Sunshine State.